Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you are back listening to Saturday Draft Live, it is the Wrestlemania to SummerSlam season as it always is, but by looking at last year's table during this season, and this year's table for this season, we may as well start calling it the Jack Graham season, because there's only one outcome when it comes to this season and Jack Graham is on top. I am Jack Graham, I'm your host for the day, I am joined by Scott McLeod. Scott, how are we doing? Hello Jack, yeah. As I mentioned in our group chat, this is just the this has become the Tory season, isn't it? You know, Jack's going to come on here every time he's on to the season talking about things being strong and stable, and you know how he's leading us forward. And then we can all hope that come the end of the season that he doesn't have enough points for the majority and loses his lead. <laughs> Political references from like what five years ago? It feels like. What was, what, was, what was it I can say here? Maybe something like Saturday Draft Live is better together. And if we all if we all band together and, and co- course Jack through this season, I think that's, that's, be- that's the best outcome for everybody. But I, di- I digress. I digress. We, we move on. We, you're, also, you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, and when we get a podcast, just search for Super Life Retweet and Twitter, Facebook, our community page, got the website too, got our YouTube page. We're all over the place. Check us out. We're going to get down into the nitty gritty. And Scott, we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey. She is third place on 15 points. I believe uh, she's in Gary's team, I think. Yeah. And obviously two won the title at uh, WrestleMania Backlash, defending the title against Raquel Gonzalez last night. A good beat for Ronda Rousey and Gary. Yeah, I was surprised, though, to look at the, the tables and everything and see that She's not his best performing pick, and she's not even in the, I don't believe, the top 10 of the season overall. But I think it has something to do with uh, her not being Guy's captain. I think he instead put the captaincy on his, uh, his first round pick, Austin Theory, who is performing well and has just cracked the top 10. But, you know, I think, honestly, I think going into the season, there may be some doubts how long is Ronda going to be around, but I think she's going to be around more full time than some people would have expected. So, I think Gary's probably wishing he did put the captaincy on her, you know, with a you know, two big title wins in the same week, which uh, with the captaincy on, he'd be moving up a bit because he's not looking so good in the overall table. Uh, also, he got to, but he got that second win over one of your female picks, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Jack. Uh, 
those two female picks that you got from NXT are not really working out for you, are they? No, it's 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 it's, it's been a, a, a damp squid right now with my with my female picks, unfortunately. But Raquel could potentially be a slow burner, but obviously, if if the Kai ends up showing up in AEW in the next couple of weeks, then I would I would take that. But who knows? Who who knows? But someone a a a a, a female pick, so to speak, in the tag team realm. It's doing well for Randall Leach's captain, Sasha Banks, and Naomi, 16 points. They defended their women's tag titles on uh, last night against Natalia and uh, Shayna Baszler. Obviously, Ryan's captains are doing very well for them. They're third overall with 39 points, picking up 16 this week. This seems to be a very good tag team get here. Yeah, I remember talking on Central. I was a bit uh, confused as to why like, they weren't having their, their title match on, like, uh, WrestleMania backlash and everything, and it's only their second defense of the season so far. They also got a, a title win over uh, Brie Ripley and Liv Morgan shortly before they imploded. But you know, they might not always like wrestle in tag matches. Sometimes they just need, you just need to get appearance points if they appear together. But you know, I said before that they they like the, they care about the tag team tails when Sasha has them, and so far you know they're being booked strong as tag team champions. However, how many more these successful defences they'll have, I don't know, because, you know, on the main roster, the women's tag division is fairly thin. I think the, 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 the looking at a glass half full kind of thing for Ryan there is that there's really no one you can see taking the belts off of them to the now because there's, it's, it's, it is a mess, the women's tag team division right now. So I think that they, if they appear and just kind of wrestle... Like makeshift tag teams, I guess that can only be a good thing for for Ryan. But we need need to wait and see what happens with that. But number one, number one for the week is Stevens' captain Cody Rhodes. Obviously beating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania Backlash and getting a DQ victory and a title match against Austin Theory on Raw has helped Stephen no end here with twenty two points. It's catapulted Cody Rhodes up to second place overall on the table with forty eight points. And again, a good a good get for 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 Stephen Wilson as the kind of the the the, the top babyface on Raw, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also Cody being the top babyface. Stephen's never been the top babyface in anything in his life. <laughs> but, but yeah, the pay per view win as he probably should have obviously beat uh, Seth. And then remember when the the match was announced just out of the blue on on social media for him v Austin Theory for the title. A lot of us were kind of. You know, waiting to see what happens, but you know, if people aren't familiar, even if it's by DQ, which means you don't win the title, a title match win is still a title match win, so the points are still the same, even if you didn't walk out with the title. So that really helped Stephen with, uh, with Cody Rhodes. Unfortunately, it didn't do Gary much good with his captain losing a title match, which is probably why he's still fairly, uh, well, which is why he still is in the position he is despite Ronda performing so well. Uh, but yeah, Cody still. He typed it as a favourite for the money in the bank. He might have a, yet another win over Seth Rollins coming up on pay-per-view at Hell in a Cell. So I think we all knew Cody was going to be a valuable commodity this season. And uh, once again, Stephen Wilson is reaping the benefits. And can I just say how much of a breath of fresh air it is to have a top three uh, on an episode of Sad Ref that doesn't involve Tony Schiavone? <laughs> I think it's the first time this season, maybe. That, that hasn't happened yet because I think he, he only had he appeared on Dynamite also in your commentary desk and he only had two interviews instead of like three or whatever but he interviewed on Rampage as well but also the, the WWE pay-per-view did help out a lot there that uh, 
he wouldn't be in the top three, but he is, he is still sitting pretty at the top of the table on 52 points, which is uh, helping me greatly so much. What a, what a first round pick, you know, it's it's, fan, it's fantastic. But I'll, I'll, need, I'll need to stop talking myself. I've got a table to kind of go through here. And unfortunately for uh, David Talkney, after coming off winning the tag team season last year with Gary, he is sitting bottom of the table with West End Country Club on 66 points. And our Listeners League winner from last season as well, Adam Callier, with how much wood can NXT champion Braun Breaker break if NXT champion Braun Breaker could break wood? He's sitting on 68 points. A wee bit up from that, uh, in seventh position, Ross McLeod. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man, mighty good man. On 71 points. Sixth position of uh, Gary, King Mabel's Court, 78 points. We've got the fresh picks of Bel Air, Scott, your team, fifth position on 80 points. How, how are you feeling right now, uh, sitting middle of the table when we're a, a wee bit into this season? Uh, I'm doing okay. I think we're still, uh, there are all these rumours about Roman taking some time away. I'm going to play that by ear, see what happens with him and, and him with my tag team and my captains. Sooner rather than later, Bianca's probably going to become my captain. She's performing the strongest for me. And when it comes to the transfer, I'll make some, I'll have to make some decisions regarding uh, some people like Balor and Heyman and Reigns. But other than that, some of my lower card like, picks like Cook is actually performing strong and it seemed to get a guaranteed pay-per-view when alongside Danhausen and it double or nothing on the buy-in. And Tony Storm so far, you know, to beat Chris Anthony Lopez's pick of Jamie Hayter, uh, while that hasn't moved me closer to him, it's still good to know that she's still in contention for that tournament. So I'm doing fairly well, and I'm just happy to be above David Hockney after he was a, uh, I think I think it went a bit too harsh on me, uh, the first week of the season after only just one week of the season he was just jumping on and saying oh he was a fool to do this and that and they're like yeah well I'm still looking down on you Dave so how's that working out for you? <laughs> We move on. We move on to the People's Union of Ryan Bigley. She's having, he's having a, can we call it a debut season? It's his debut season of being part of the podcast, but it's not his debut season of being in this draft. But he's in fourth position on 89 points. He's only just behind the Bells Hill Nightmares of Stephen Wilson, who's in third and 92. We've got Chris Anthony Lopez sitting in second position that he's done most this season as the homeboy in the Heartbreakers, 95 points. And then we've got a 15 and a half point gap. Two first position, myself, Ban International Friendlies at 110 and a half points. So that's, that's our table. It's now time to go look at the other table, the Listeners League table. How are they getting on? Who's who's looking like they're going to be coming up soon to the to the to the, the main league whereas we had boys up here? Scott, take it away, tell us what's happening. Well, now it's time to look at the table. No one wants to be the head of <laughs> the Listeners League table. Looking at the top five go. Lee McAteer, who I think has been further up the, the table in the last few weeks. So he's taking a bit of a drop here on 123 points, living on a chair by Lana Austin. Uh, Martin Best, uh, a bit more progress. Well, you're progressing up the table. At least you're doing something right. And 125 and a half points tied with Alan Laurie and Peace and Chris. JP, uh, hello, is your daughter there? And I can't read the rest of this because it's cut off on my screen. Where is it? Uh, How was your daughter there? Daughter. Requiem, Requiem. Don't know what that means. But <laughs> if I did have a daughter, JP, I definitely wouldn't tell you where she was. And then Dan <laughs> Axel Jameson. Oh, JP's on with that now, she does. Uh, so he's a bit of a gap between him and Alan Laurie, and then just a few points ahead of him. Dan Axel Jameson all on to the lead with old age outlaws. So a bit of a shift in the listeners' league uh, top five, mattering to someone somewhere, presumably. 
Uh, we're just missing out on the uh, the top five. Uh, people like Ross Bray with Name Mysterio, Robert Shaw with Robert fucking Shaw and the Draft Bastards, and Anthony Fitzpatrick with Welcome to Welcome Back to the Big Leagues, bitches. I know Anthony, and he's an Oldham fan, so it's the first time in a long time he's been able to say Welcome Back to the Big Leagues. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I think this is going to be a relatively short episode, I think, for us. But I will, I will have, I will bring up a topic of conversation that uh, we'll look at uh, before we before we sign off, Scott. I want to look at the top five newcomers for this season, and we can just speak quickly just about this because some of the some some of the people may may come as not as a surprise as to who's doing well, and some maybe maybe well, particularly two that are in there. But we'll, we'll go on there. Uh, Fifth for the kind of top five newcomers. We're looking at their points. We've got 14 points overall this season. It's the Blackpool Combat Club. It's Brian Danielson and John Moxley and Adam's team. I think when we kind of started this season, Scott, it was safe to say we knew this would be a tag team going, and if not, it'd be great single picks to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it varies from week to week. Sometimes they'll perform in a singles match, and now they're kind of a trio with Will Yurt. So even when they're teaming with him, still a uh, tag points for, for Adam. They were definitely if I was further down the table like in selection as I was, then they were definitely a, a team I had my eye on. So definitely performing strong so far. They're kind of getting into a thing with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Hopefully they'll be coming in on top of that with some major points and, you know, depending on, you know, what happens with the rest of the season, I think Blackpool Combat Club going forward should be a team to look out for, you know, especially given that any two of the three that are now in the group could go after the tag team titles. Absolutely. something. It could be someone to look out for in the transfer window as well when that comes, which, which could be a, an interesting time. But we do have our TNT champion, Scorpio Sky, successful defence yesterday eh, on Rampage against Kaz Kazarian, going up, eh, stabbing his former tag team partner in the back and as part of David Hockney's team. Eh, the, the, the hot potato of the TNT title seems to be over, Scott, and... Eh, Maybe this will be a good thing for Damien. It'll be a bad thing, but he does have uh, the mid-card champion of AEW in his team. Yeah, I think Scorpio and like Cameron Grimes' recent successful title events have been a big help to today to get those those big match points in because like I think within the first week of the season, uh, Scorpio lost the belt back to Sammy, and then a few weeks later got to win it back. And now he's got this thing with Kaz, but then they posted a thing on AEW social media with Kaz challenging. Uh, Scorpio to every match. They're going to be in Southern California soon. They're going to be in SoCal. The two former members of SCU. So, you know, they could be built teasing that Kazarian could be taking the belt back from Scorpio's guy and the hot potato and could continue. That's the thing with this TNT title. You either get a long reign or your guy loses it, unfortunately, quickly. You can never quite predict what happens when you when you pick the TNT champion. Aye, for sure. And then, uh, I think we'll, we're, we're, maybe maybe not so surprising this one, but are de- definitely some we've never seen in the in the draft before. Veer Mahan for Ross's team on seventeen points, squash after squash victory for him. This seems to be a great pick so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, squash matches are easy points. It's rare that it happens, but with something like Veer being so new, you and all the teases behind him, you knew you were going like, to push him right out the gate. And Ross is taking advantage of that. So I'm sure for some people the squash matches are getting old on TV, but for Ross, I'm sure he's just hoping they keep on coming. Now the uh, uh, the person who has a top two picks 
first day the newcomers Ryan Leash must be uh, very happy at this outcome. One that was maybe laughed laughed out of a pick, maybe a panic pick. I don't know, but it seems to be working out for him. Madcap Moss, mm-hmm. twenty points, second in the newcomers. That's mad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think there's a reason that this guy was a newcomer because I don't think before anyone was mad enough to to pick him. But I think. You gotta look at the content, obviously. You gotta look at the pay per views that just followed the end of the previous season and how that's gonna to lead to the direction of people going forward in the season that you're picking for when you're putting together a team. And I think the fallout from WrestleMania and then obviously we, we the tease to break out which then followed on SmackDown. Obviously we were closest before SmackDown, so I think Ryan could see that a split was coming as many of us probably did and that Madcap would maybe benefit from it and you know, Madcap got the win on but the winner of WrestleMania Backlash and you know he got taken out but it seems all kayfabe when he got taken out by Corbin so he may have missed a week or two but he could be back I mean I don't think he'll be pushed as a megastar this season on SmackDown but he is for one of the less, for one of the later rounds he's performing as strong as could be for, for Ryan at this stage and looking also the fact that he's got the top two in the newcomers I think it's to do with the fact like you said it's not technically his first season like it's his first time as like a full time member of like the draft, but he's he's learned from like the listeners league when he, when he came up from the listeners league, and you know we got thrown into the fire as many of them do, and then he had to be part of a, a tag team in the past as well, so he's also taking those lessons and he's clearly learning from them. Aye, so he's, he's he's got the best round four pick out of everyone by a by a considerable distance, like the only one. Uh, closest to him is Adam Cole on 15 points, but Mad Madcap Moss 20 points. Fair play, fair play. I pick. I would never. I would never pick Madcap Moss, but yeah, certainly proving me wrong when Mark Four found pick has only got 11 and a half points. Ryan, so well done, well done. Your your tag team, Banks and I only did speak of them for a bit. 39 points. They are the the top newcomer of the season. They're second overall. It's we we kind of spoke about a bit a bit there. But what what exactly does happen, Scott, if they do lose the titles at some point? They're not going to get it back. This kind of tag team has been formed up that was purely for the sake of the match. They're, they're just going to go do their own thing. They'll probably have a mini feud after or something, and, which may work out all right, Brian. You just you never really know. Uh, I'm not sure what could happen. I, I could actually see these two guys sticking together for a while. Like, maybe, I think they'll have a long reign as the champions, and, you know, there's a chance that one of them go after Ronda Rousey because if you think about it, Naomi and Sasha after Charlotte, who seems to be taking some time away, they're the, really the two top contenders in the women's division on SmackDown for Ronda Rousey, and she needs obviously challengers. And even if they appear together money in the bank, that's still points for, for Ryan. But there are times where like people just get long range with these women's titles because they don't know what else to do with them. And uh, so, you know. Uh, I, I think like, for the rest of the season this will be good. I don't think this is a team if they're still bad champs next season that you should really take the risk on because there's a chance they'll probably lose them then. Uh, this seems to be the season for the women's titles. As you remember 20, uh, 2020 with Sasha and Bailey being tied champs and winning all the belts. They were bloody taking over and now here comes another successful tie team with Sasha Banks involved. You know, helping Ryan keep the top uh, newcomers of the season. Aye, for sure. And then we're only, when we look at it as well, we're only three weeks away from Hell in a Cell, which means the week after that, 
there'll be no point scored because that is a transfer that is a transfer window so I'm sure we'll, we'll be looking at some point about maybe who's going to be going from certain folks teams who's going to be coming in but we'll leave that so, for another day I think we've also got a uh, double or nothing double or nothing uh, well, yeah. in like two weeks or so uh, I think we're in about the 22nd of May that is so yeah like, I think the, the teams are fairly split for the most part with AEW and WWE picks but so there's two big opportunities for points, and this is where you clearly, this is where people get a clear idea of like this person's working for me, this person isn't working for me, and you see, I think there's some obvious examples of people who will get transferred. But hmm. I'm interested to see if David Talkney chooses to transfer Charlotte Flair, if she'll be back by the transfer window, because obviously they they wrote her out with an injury after the the match with Ronda, and the fact that she's taking some time off, so. If she's not back by then, I'm wondering if David Hockney will choose to transfer her out. I think the the, the good thing about that is for him is that he is stone dead last. And if he stays stone (laughs) dead last, you may as well take a risk and see what happens. I I, I think if if he's still last by the point of transfer window, you may as well. And then you may as well try and let somebody pick him up. Pick her up, sorry. Yeah. I think Dave being last picked with his heart rather than his head with some of these picks like picking Redragon and they they didn't win the tag titles. They haven't won a lot of tag matches together. So far they're only on six points. Charlotte's been written out. Uh, like I said, Cameron Scorsky are performing well for you. Keeley's only on five points. And Adam Cole, like there's still time for him. I think he's definitely a slow burn pick, but there's a lot of heart over head decisions on this team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he he's he's a two time champion. I guess maybe he feels he's a, he has the right to do that. Maybe you know what? Maybe I would too. But for 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 now, that is started that live over a very very quick twenty minute episode for everyone today. So you can digest that. It's easy like go we walk. We'll be a half hour. <laughs> stick this on. You come back have a cup of tea. You know, love your life. It's a yeah. Saturday. Do what you want. Listen <laughs> to the boys talk about the draft. But I've been Jack Graham Scott. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's always good to chat to you, Jack. And that is us. We will see you next week for our episode of Saturday Draft Live. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.